Good morning and thank you so much for joining me in this occasion of Perception Matrix. That's what we are dealing with. I laid a very strong uh, introduction yesterday and today I want to introduce you to our main text which is going to be the scripture that throughout these 10 days, this week and next week, would we'll be looking at. And I want you to remember, here is the key thought. The key thought is change your thinking and you have changed your life. Change your thinking and change your life. So here's the, here's the basic argument. If you want to change your life, the first place to start with is not attacking your habits, it's not attacking your friends, it's not attacking things that are not working in your life, it's not attacking things that are taking away your mind. No, it's changing your thinking regarding the area where you are struggling in or changing your thinking regarding an area that you want to pursue or improving and acquiring knowledge base regarding things that you want to pursue. So our thinking, it's so important to what God can do in our lives because our thinking can, can lead us to a wrong place where God cannot act in our life because he's dealing with a ceiling of thinking, thinking that does not allow him to work in our lives. Now go with me if you can to Proverbs chapter number, Proverbs chapter number 23 and I am reading uh, verse number seven. Proverbs chapter number, uh, Proverbs chapter number uh, 23 and I am reading verse number six. Let's start it from verse number six. Now, I want you to get the context in this verse because most of the time we hear it, we only hear verse number seven and we never get the context. Verse number six. Eat not the bread of him that has an evil eye, neither desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The muscle which you have taken, you shall vomit and lose thy sweet weights. Now, let's say this in simple English so that you can understand. The proverb is telling us a story so that he can come up to a conclusion of the power of thinking. He's giving us an example of a person who is very stingy. You have visited this guy. Imagine you are visiting your friend. And then when you arrive at your friend, uh, who is very stingy, he wonders why you came to visit him in that particular day and that particular hour. And when he's about to dish the food or, or when he has just dished the food. So first by circumstances and not having choice of offering you food, he says to you, come on, sit down, relax, take food, eat. And maybe you say to him, no, you didn't prepare for me. He says, no, don't worry. Just relax and eat this food. They are so nice. I'm happy with you. And then you eat, you sit down and you begin to, <laughs> to attack this food. And as you, as you partake this food, this guy is looking at you and say, look at this poor guy. How can he eat my food like this? Look at how he's... So, so in the process of that, this guy then says, eat and be merry. But in his heart, he says... Look at this guy as he's pounding his food and he's not happy that you came at the time of food and now you are eating the food. Then the scripture makes a conclusion about this guy. It says, this guy is not what he is saying. What is he saying? He says, eat, relax, enjoy your meal. So the scripture says, he's not what he's saying. As he is thinking in his heart, so is he. That's the conclusion 
Most of the time we run to the conclusion of that text to argue that as a man thinketh, so is he. But I want to show you some very powerful truth in this text that have now been seen in scripture as thematic to the concept of thinking and to how God works in our lives. And here, here's, here's the summary of this scripture. The summary of this scripture from verse number 6 to verse number 8. And I think if you go to verse number 8, it says you will throw up what you have eaten. In other words, because in his heart is wishing you bad. Even though you have eaten the, the food with pleasurable weights surrounding you, you will throw up and you will have wasted your compliments of saying to him, thank you for offering up your meal to me and so forth and so on. So, so, so here, here's the message of this scripture that I want you to get. And it represents the summary of the power of thinking in scripture. The first part is that you need to understand that how you think in life is what matters. The central message of this text is we become what we think and not what we say. Now, I know a lot have been said about positive thinking, I mean, positive confession, but I want you to recognize when positive confession is not aligned to positive thinking, you would not get the result of the positive confession because we become what we think and not what we say. Notice what the scripture is teaching us. This man is saying something else, is wishing you so well, but his heart is not with you. And the scripture says, he is as he thinks in his heart. We need to put the comma at the right place. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, you are what you think in your heart, not what you confess with your mouth. How do you think about your life? in your heart? How do you think about work in your life? How do you think about your wife or your husband in your heart? How do you think about opportunities that are before you in your heart? How do you think about church in your heart? How do you think about pastors in your heart? How do you think about things? Because you are what you think in your heart, not what you say in your mouth. That's key to this text. This guy is showing us that the mouth is speaking what is not correlating positively with the heart. And the scripture says, if we are to make an assessment between what is being said and what is being believed in the heart, God prioritizes what is in the heart. Here is why. God has set up protocols and divine systems that rewards and punishes what is in the heart. I'm going to say that again. God has set us protocols and divine systems that reward who we are rather than what we say. What we say amplifies, what we say rewards us the moment it collaborates with what is in our heart. This is why Jesus, not, not only Jesus did he say that, even Proverbs says that, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, if the mouth speaks, what does not, what does not reside in the heart? It will not give you results. So you need to work, first of all, in what you believe and how you think in your heart than what we express. Because most of the time, we express what the opinions that we express is different from the opinion that we hold in our heart. And remember how I'm running this, this series is that change your thinking, then you have changed your life. 
not just change your speech, because the speech can change while the heart and the perception and the belief and the opinion that is holding the heart has not changed. How do you think about your life? I want to encourage you. God's plan for your life is that he wants you to excel in life. He wants to become prosperous. He wants you to live the best life that he has planned for you. But if you're thinking it's wrong, you can never reach to the plan that God has planned for your life because your thinking will hinder your ability to drive to God's plan for your life. Some of the things that you think are a problem, they're not a problem. The problem is how you believe them in your heart because that limits you. So the way to change is not to change the speech, it's to change what is in your heart. So in today, as we close this, this session, I want to pray for you and ask God to work in your heart and begin to do a change in your heart because that's what we need. A lot of solutions that we get target our outside and fails to target our heart. And therefore our heart is always in a position of no change where we learn all the positive talk that does not agree with our heart and we get no result. And here's what you will say. I always speak positively, but evil still happens to me. It is because the core has not been changed, which is the belief system that resides in your heart. And even though the external can be expressing positivity, if the core is not changed, you will not get the rewards. Because God rewards who we are in our hearts than who we express ourselves with in our speech. I hope this helps you. Change your thinking and your outside life would change. And your thinking first changes in your heart before it changes in your speech. I think I need to say that again. Thinking changes first in its internal nature, in your heart, before it changes in its expression as a rhetoric force, which means your words and your speech. Let me pray for you. Father, I'm praying for this ones that have listened to this show today. May you help them change their core Help them to change their thinking about things that are troubling them. That if they can change their way of thinking about that thing that is troubling them, Lord, you would align them to your will. In Jesus' name, may you welcome their hearts and cause them to align with you. Thank you, Lord. I bless you. Change them. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Let's see you tomorrow as we take a greater look to two types of people that are found in this text. Enjoy the rest of today. Change your thinking and change your life.